Can you start off a podcast with that joke? You can start a podcast out with any joke. So, Apocalypse Now got so hectic that the director almost couldn't Coppola. Oh, 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 oh. Were you rolling that time? Yeah, we were rolling that time. We were rolling. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're having some carrot cake now. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about Apocalypse Now from... I uh, Gosh, I was going to double check this. 75? 79, I think. I thought it was 78. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was after Godfather 1 and 2 and mm-hmm. the conversation. Conversation was between Godfather 1 and 2, right? I think so. Yeah. Which is always amazing to me because like, he wrote and directed the conversation, which is an awesome movie, between making the two Godfather movies. <laughs> it's like... Uh, impressive, dude. It is impressive. So yeah, Apocalypse Now. I think you're right. I think it was late 70s. 79, I think. Um, big... Big old deal. Uh, adaptation, vague, vague inspiration adaptation of Joseph Conrad's Heart, Heart, Heart of Darkness, which is a completely different story. I mean, it's a, it's like during the Boer Wars in Africa, the Congo, or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's Coppola's Kids Corrado. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hauling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a boat over a mountain. Yes. I've heard of well, right. Yeah. 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 We're really gonna haul that boat over the mountain because that, you know. There's no crazy Germans losing their mind. No, yeah. having seen having seen uh, Hearts of Darkness, you can definitely tell that Brand- was, Brando was not being cooperative. Yeah, it was a logistic goal liner, wasn't it? Well, well the yeah. scene where they're coming up to the temple, where they finally um, catch up with uh, Kurtz. Yeah, when they finally you get these heads on the ground. Yeah, actually buried full people to have their head above the ground instead of yeah. just doing like a prosthetic head <laughs> yeah, they had to wait there in the heat like all day long mm-hmm. a lot of crew were from I mean they, they, they did this like in uh, oh, Indonesia or something like that mm-hmm. or uh, the Philippines I forget Yeah, and they kind of had like the military there to give them the choppers and stuff mm-hmm. that they use with the I mean yeah, it's a huge movie really. it's, it's crazy and it went under a lot of changes originally they had the doors score the entire movie. Oh, wow. I know. They did that? Yeah. Wow. But they thought that the yeah. doors' lyrics and music was too literal, like pushing the point of the movie, like just slamming it in your face. Not, not like they didn't. But <laughs> so, they just did, so they just did that with the opening then. <laughs> right. Like yeah. The, it's the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, okay, Apocalypse Now. But isn't that the, uh, the long version that has that beginning? Um, I don't know. Yes, Ever, you are yeah. correct. No, no, no I, I have. I don't have the Redux, and oh, I just really? watched it, and it, it starts. Okay. With, yeah, you it, know what? I think it starts with main, the chopper noise, and right. it starts with with. Uh, I think the main difference of Redux is the expansion of the French scene. Yeah, no, the, it, it doesn't exist in the original. Okay, the, the Redux has a little bit more with like the, the Playboy bunnies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they encounter like another camp. And, like, some of the bunnies are, like, sleeping right. with some of the guys that are there. And almost nothing of significance really happens, except, I don't know, maybe it says something about right. something. And then the whole plant French plantation thing, where they talk about, like, the history of Vietnam and, you know, the French mm-hmm. having been there way before and all of that stuff. And, and their kind of way of thinking about themselves as not even being French anymore because it's been right. so many generations. And it's a very bizarre kind of scene because they have yeah. this really nice The other meal. main change the movie one underwent is that originally they, they hadn't planned on Sheen doing any kind of voiceover. Oh, but they right. thought the movie was just so kind of meandering and uh, they needed some kind of anchor, so then they brought Sheen back into the studio to do the Yeah, that's usually how that goes. That happened with Blade Runner, too. Exactly. Well, in one cut, in the director's cut, they took all that out. And Harrison Ford, he, he didn't like 
right. the voiceover, so he phoned it in. So the main difference is Harrison Ford was an asshole, and she was totally into it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think I think for um, it's always a tough call voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would. Uh, I <laughs> it's a tough call unless you phone it in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I I think Apocalypse Now could work without it. Um, you, yeah. Sheen's but performance I don't think it deters. in places. No, it doesn't. It does entirely. Uh, no. To me, the voiceover is one of the main enjoyable features of it because you really get because it is such. Get, it's um, the only time you really get Willard's head. war internally on your mind, spirit, yeah. whatever, and so how Sheen goes through this transformation and his narration to me really is a huge anchor and like progresses the story in a very positive yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. Um, in Hearts of Darkness, Milius, who co-wrote the screenplay with Coppola, talked about it sounded like Milius was going to go for like a more almost mythological, kind of bigger action-y kind of, kind of story and I mean, I don't know if Coppola just had to kind of capitulate to Brando being Brando, you know, Brando showed up <laughs> Brando took his million dollar advance, yeah. didn't read the book yeah. showed up like 30 pounds overweight, and so he was like, he it took like three days to prepare, he didn't he prepare there. at all he didn't, and he was never prepared. I mean, uh, he, so Coppola was like, here's what I can do. I could go through all the shit and fire him, try to recast it, but we're here now, and we have to do this. And so he just shoots. He just did days just rolling with, with Brando just basically just spewing whatever came out of his mouth. And there's Brando, in Hearts of okay. Darkness, they did. Did Brando not read the book ever? I don't know if For he eventually reason, got around I, to I it. have this story in the head that Brando reads the book and, like, shaves his head and comes back and is totally into the character, but maybe yeah. that's... Maybe he read it as soon as he got there. I think that's what happened. He was being paid a million dollars a day to read it. Conflicts going on, and then he read the book. He wasn't being paid a million dollars a day. I'll shave my head and do the part. He got a million dollar advance, like basically just just to do it. And so I don't know. I mean, at some level, I'm sure he cooperated, but but he wasn't as cooperative as Coppola would have liked from the get go. And he did recite an entire T.S. Eliot poem, which was. Yeah. Which is cool, right, Matt? Yeah. For you, that's awesome. <laughs> we, we are the hollow men, yeah. 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 We had, uh, was that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, cool. A good portion of it, if not all of it, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and that stuff is that stuff is, is, is cool, and it ends up working. There's some really good scenes. It creates really right. iconic stuff. The lighting in that in those scenes at the end with yeah. Willard and, um, and so Kurtz is, is, is just second to none. An interesting factoid, when you first see Sheen... He's like in his hotel room, drunk, like doing. And he's really drunk. Karate shit and stuff. Breaking mirrors. That was filmed as a test, a warm up to get him into character and just kind of like experimenting, like see where this character can go. Oh wow! He actually got drunk. Actually, actually cut his hand. Mirror. Yeah. And, and actually put his hand over, over him. Yeah. yeah. That was all real deal so stuff. It was, like this, it was oh, his birthday. He, yeah. he said like, yeah, I was like going through some demons that night. <laughs> and so that's all stuff they so captured. Awesome. Did mm-hmm. yeah. And then he had a heart attack. Yeah. He had a heart attack? She, yeah. she had a heart attack. How really? old was he? I don't know. I think he's pretty old. He's probably in his like, early 40s or late 40s. In that maybe. movie? In that yeah. movie? I think yeah. he's like early 30s. Yeah. He's, he's pretty young. young. If, if it's at late 70s, I think he's I think he's an older guy than people figure. Mm. I mean, he's always had a young face, but... Sore. I mean, you know. Seems pretty young. There's also a small Harrison Ford canyon. Yeah, he's so cute in it. Yeah. Talk. He basically gives Sheen his directions like, this is the deal, go do it. He's like the, the middle level. There's a general, and then there's like he's like some kind of military. Yeah, he's just like some kind of secretary, basically. And then there's a CIA guy who just doesn't say anything hardly at all, except like terminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I think that just means like don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just use prejudice. This guy is a bad guy, despite what you know. You know. Mm-hmm. 
or what you might learn yeah. to distinguish it. But uh, is this the only movie in which Coppola makes uh, a cameo as well? I, I would doubt that because his whole his daughter took over the third Godfather movie basically, and his kids have been in one of them and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Coppola has been in another movie though. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. He was 39 when they. When it came out. 39, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, had a bit of a hard hard time with things, so. We all got to start watching. I'm on 30, and I'm like, oh boy, every time I eat a steak, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna, I, I got to watch the clock. Do you eat the steak while you're on the treadmill. No okay. worries. <laughs> I drink a lot of alcohol to thin my blood when I eat the steak, so yeah, that would be okay. <laughs> yeah. By golly, I'm I love his cameo, though, how he's just like this asshole director. Documentary. He's like like, a documentary. They yeah. land on the beach, like, and there's the napalm everywhere and everything. He's like, don't look at the camera. Just keep on going just past. Keep going, going past. Keep going, yeah. Going, yeah. Keep going. You know, he's just like this. Yeah, it's definitely like a meta moment, to be sure, because it's. It was probably exactly. It's like the scene in uh, Pulp Fiction when Tarantino is kind of directing Harvey Keitel how to use the hose to wash off uh, <laughs> uh, Jules and Vincent. Yeah, he's like, yeah, get him a little more there and then there and there. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's like oh, that's just he's actually just direct, right. directing on camera right now. <laughs> yeah. um, there out. are some insane explosions in this movie that are totally real. Yeah, everything's real. I mean, and, that's the thing. Uh, there was like an obscene amount of footage shot for this movie. Yeah. Um, was like there a shield amount. for editing? <sighs> like normally? For no, for the film it was like sixty-four frames to one or something. I think so. I don't know. Was, they wouldn't do it by frames. They would do it by by um, by feet, right? They do it by feet. Well, just a sixty-four to one ratio. Yeah. yeah. One ratio for a They usually do it by yeah. tapes, I think maybe. They like, shot an insane amount. Um, they had multiple cameras running on everything. Yeah. Because well, yeah, so those like, like set pieces, people, there was logistics involved. It's yeah. like the Philippine government mm-hmm. that they were renting the helicopters from. There was some yeah battle something going on. Yeah, so at any moment, at one point, they had to take the helicopters away and yeah. they left another machine. Well, no, <laughs> it was a crazy experience that ended up turning into a movie that ends up being spectacular. Yeah. And, um,. I mean that's that's from the story. That's from the script. They made they made it work. They salvaged some things in some places. John Milius is awesome. He's just a good screenwriter and director. I mean he did Conan. He did uh, <laughs> he, he he wrote the uh, second Callahan movie, uh, Magnum Force. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Milius is good is good stuff. He, he he's like I, I've heard that the Coen Brothers based the character of Walter from Big Lebowski off John Milius. Oh, awesome! <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, so I remember him from the documentary, and I yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. pretty yeah, that's pretty good. Right. Wait, which one's Walter? <laughs> Walter is John, John Goodman's character. Oh. You know, like oh. Supreme Court's already ruled on prior restraint. <laughs> My buddies didn't die face down in the mud. <laughs> the uh, soundtrack they did end up having in the movie. Is really good in some parts and has some wacky shit in other parts. Is there a version of on the DVD where you can watch the original Doors? I don't think so. That would be awesome. I don't think so, but I remember in the movie I have the um, it's called like the complete dossier and it's like the extended edition of a whole bunch of extras and stuff, which is what I watched. It's probably parts of the documentary, I guess. And how he hired this kind of like new age synth. It's definitely one of the first electronic scores. Yeah, and so he scores it. And there's some really good parts in it, but there's some stuff that's pretty. It wasn't Vangelis, though. And Coppola says. It wasn't. He previewed, he invites all his friends over to his house, um, like basically Spielberg and um, 
Lucas, Lucas. Yeah, all the whole crew back Basically home. the Zoetrope crew. And like turns off all the lights and plays the soundtrack and turns on the lights and is like, what do you think? And they're like, what the fuck? It's horrible. <laughs> but um, for it's, some it's reason, great. it's he iconic a lot and kept it going. It makes this is this isn't the one that made it into the movie. No, it's the one that it's made, one it made it in. Made it in the I, movie. Oh, the, the movie uh, has got like one of the. It's 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 very electronicy and it's off putting. It, I think it's perfect. I don't it's think there's parts. any. I, when, when do you think that the soundtrack really doesn't work for you? Well, I can't say it doesn't work for the film. There's just so no, no, no. But like, like there's a scene or something like that. Dissonance when he's wandering around. I think it's like he goes to this place and um, there's like this carousel music and oh yeah, oh yeah, that with, part. Like, hooping and shouting. Oh, that. And that but that's that dissonance totally it works. It works. Though. It works. It's just very hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's 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 tough, but it's tough on purpose. Like, yeah. But does it take you out of the film? No, it's it's like very diegetic right there. I think. For me, it's it's a little bit of a distraction, but maybe if I was watching it in that era, it wouldn't be a huge deal. I don't know. I felt that way about Legend. Yes. The uh, neon orange. The Tangerine Dream. Yeah, Tangerine Dream. Yeah, you prefer the more generic yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Goldschmidt yeah, classic orchestra. I, I I'm sorry. I just I love that '80s stuff. So the David <laughs> the Toto, David Lynch, the, the electronic. Uh, I mean, Vangelis, Blade Runner. Uh, that's right. That made sense though, because that was like a futuristic. Yeah, but but I mean, like I didn't I didn't feel like the stuff that the Tangerine Dream was doing was overly like sci-fi with its synths. It, it felt the kind of it felt kind of magical and whimsical. I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, if you play a sample, this I have it on my computer. Yeah, we should demonstrate this. I just hear music like that, and I think technology. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm watching a fantasy movie, or in this case, a Vietnam War movie, you know, yeah. there wasn't. That kind of technology. Then I guess there was. If that's when the score was, I don't know. Whatever. But Matt, I thought you didn't like the Doors. I don't. But you would have preferred that. You? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that you don't like the Doors. Well, because they're like rock and roll. That was from the time. I think you've heard the wrong Doors songs. I just don't like British accents. I, you know, I I can't explain that. But every time (laughs) I hear Doors, I think fire. It's fire. Just say fire. it. Fire! 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 I don't think anyone in the doors is from, from England. Huh? I don't think anyone in the doors is from England. Gosh. Jim Morrison know. isn't. No. I don't think they the are. Singer, is it? Oh, yeah. really? They're not actually from England. I'm just, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen the movie The Doors? No, but I love Val Kilmer. He's a perfect Jim Morrison. Yeah, they look a lot alike too, yeah. right? Cool. Yeah, and they. Do I've been. I'd be curious to see that stuff. movie. I always feel like I, I tried to watch part of it one time when it was like on TV or something. It's yeah, just like he's not. Does the character yeah. become compelling at all? Because he's just doped out so much that you're like, I don't care about this guy really that's like just that. doped out. And I don't remember. It is, I've only seen a sex like half of all. this movie up to the point the where there's like yeah, a skirmish on a bridge or something, okay. a lot of fireworks or something going off. This is how it opens up. This is like, doors, though. Yeah, this is the doors. Oh, okay. This is the only door song that they left in the movie. This is. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. I love this yeah. song. Yeah. And so it opens up, there's an explosion, and they talk about this is the end. <laughs> and it's real literal at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so if everything was like, now they're in the helicopter. <laughs> I can see them being like, okay, come exactly. on. Exactly. Now they're on the boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're in the boat. Shoo, shit. The tiger almost ate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's just preview some of these tracks. 
and see what's inside here. This stuff is, um, to me, it was a little distracting. This is like when he's on the river, yeah. he's cruising along. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just love it. I, I But, you know, I'm aware of all the things Matt's talking about, too. Yeah. Like, I know that some of it's done electronically, but you just, you have to, you're not going to not be aware of that. And then you just let it pull you in. Either it creates the mood for you That's and works, or it doesn't. Going on. This one's not too bad. I mean, if I see a score, I just, I see the, all the people, like, doing this, you know? <laughs> doesn't change the effect. Plus, scores can be so ridiculously generic sometimes. When it's okay. like a big orchestral thing, it's just like, oh, here's the orchestral three theme reprised in a different way now. There's some creepy yeah. stuff when they're like going through napalm or mist and stuff, or seems weird about it's, it's ethereal stuff. in places. It's just like Blade Runner in a lot of places. It's awesome because of that. It's like the one thing feels very dreamy. Probably one of the best uses of this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Little Wagner, yeah. Yeah. This is probably oh yeah, yeah. Coming down like I just heard the other day that the original use for this song was for a play, like a ballet or something. And on yeah, it's, it's there, the it's the uh, Valkyries. It's really yeah. slow it's called Wagner's Ring, right? It's yeah, Wagner's the ring. The ring. The ring. Okay. And this is the March of the Valkyries. Yeah. So flight. Is it March or flight? Oh, flight. Yeah, yeah. flight. Yeah. The soaring of the Valkyrie. Even in this song, where this is the stripper scene, where they like bring yeah, in the, yeah. it's got like these weird yeah, undertones. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. I did like this part, like even though they're like bringing these strippers, it's like this isn't a happy moment. Everything's no, still kind of no, it's kind of just this this gross flesh farm thing that just seems yeah. like what. This stuff, it's okay, but uh, this is very jealous. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's an action movie. It's just a, a, an elevated action movie. That's why it's from Matt. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyways, I think we probably, uh... Yeah, we, we discussed the music as far as, like, yes. again, because that is so sweet. That dragon is raising the roof! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Dangly bits. Some old dude. That's yeah. super cool. She's groping herself, I think. Wait, let me see. How is he groping? Now you know Fritz Lang did a version of that. Really? In movie form. It's a silent film. What? I wanted to check out all this. This is one of my favorite creepy parts of the soundtrack. This is when he's about to uh, kill Kurtz and it's juxtaposed against the montage. Bison? Yeah, that's something that needs The water buffalo or whatever? The actual. Oh man. Real deal. Matt, are you aware of this? Ceremony, yeah. They show the slaughtering of a bison, which is basically them hacking it up with a machete. And it's the real deal. Like they're actually. Hacking up a bison. It was part of like that culture's. Yeah, yeah it was even a ceremony they were going to do, and they were going to eat it or whatever. Yeah. That part, when I first saw it, I was like, "That looks really real." I wonder how they did that. And the second time, I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's real." Yeah. <laughs> and then the and that, third time, I was like, "How can they do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I yeah, yeah. thought about it. Pre PETA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. though, I mean, it was in rituals. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you always can appease the PETA people if it, as long as it's not white people doing thing that involves white people religion, <laughs> then then all the all the PC leftists are okay with it, you know. Yeah. Like it's okay if your religion is some kind of you know 
Zen Buddhism, uh, you know, or, or, or Islam, or whatever, you know, we'll respect your cultures and everything else, but, you know, if you're just some backwoods hick that think believes in Jesus, then, you know, get the hell out. Yeah, get the hell out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Apocalypse Now is a four and a half out of five for me, because it's like a movie I can... Yeah. I've watched a zillion times and I can watch it. Are we already done talking about that? Well, we're not done. I just felt like throwing throw my, 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 my premature story. We haven't talked about it a long time. I know you could talk about it forever. We'll just talk about it for 20 minutes. We can, we, can do, we can do another 10 minutes. There's, there's the moment stuff. where they stop a little a little junk boat. Yes, that's a good moment. And uh, he's like, search the search their cargo. And of course, there's a little ruckus. It goes crazy. People freak out. He ends up shooting all these people. And there's one girl that's surviving, and he just comes up and shoots him. He's like, "I told you we shouldn't have stopped." Yeah. And he goes on, and yeah. he's basically become. It seems cold, but but then but then you get more of the ex- the expository voiceover where he's like, you know, they're trying to trying to heal an art uh, deal with an arterial. I don't remember. I forget what he says, but it's something like basically you can't put a band aid on you know on a bullet wound. Yeah. You know, someone someone's dead, been shot up and. You know, it was a mercy killing. I mean, it was cold-blooded shit, but that was kind of where they were at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty weird. Dennis Hopper makes a kind of... Dennis like Hopper's video. in it, and he's good. Talking he has about... this really weird monologue about, like, what do you think you're going to remember him, man? Say he was a great man, a powerful <laughs> man. I don't think so, man. He's eloquent. Some days he'll, like... <laughs> what was it? There's something about love, like uh, I don't even remember. I just need to. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's, it's something, something like it's some wordplay type thing. It's like yeah. a Gary Busey thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, highly recommendable. Definitely one you should make an effort to see, man. Like if is the word in the middle of life. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> he such a He's like a genius. Something about glass scattering across the floor. <laughs> and then he gets uh, does he get beheaded no he doesn't okay no it's his friend that gets beheaded yeah the only guy that makes it out with him with Willard is the surfer yeah I was really sad that the the saucier yeah gets beheaded because his the last line you see him say is like I used to think I wanted to die in like this yeah, yeah, nice yeah, tropical yeah. place. They'll be happy if I die in any place. But yeah, this. I want to get the hell out of here. And then he dies. He becomes much more reasonable. I mean, like, 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 um, Willard talks about how he's just way too high strung for, for, for this place. Mm-hmm. Which is a funny irony because he's supposed to be from New Orleans. And so a high strung guy from New Orleans is, is, is already a, sort of a, sort of an ironic thing, I guess. But then he has the story about how he volunteers. He was going to be a cook, but then he just saw what the army was doing as cooks, and he's like, I can't do that. They're boiling all this meat. That's not what you're supposed to do. And it kind of takes over once their, uh, once their, their boat captain gets, gets whacked. There's a pretty... It's an arrow. Gets yeah. killed by a spear. <laughs> and he's just amazed Yeah, by that's it. a pretty intense scene where yeah. he gets speared and then tries to kill Willard. By forcing his face onto the spear that is through his, that is coming out of his chest. I guess, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, perhaps just yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Sixteen. <laughs> Doing his hip hop thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Doing the hip hop thing, you see. <laughs> 
definitely. He's having fun. He does, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. They all die. Yeah, they all die. He he gets um he gets shot. He gets shot down just when all of a sudden they start shooting at him. Yeah. And he he's got the scene where he's listening to the tape of his folks, mm-hmm. of his sister or something at home talking about how they're trying to you know get money together to buy him a car and everything. Yeah. So that's a good scene. That's that's a good kind of moment to kind of ground the home life with because you never do get that. Willard is just such a strange character because he starts and he's batshit and then he kind of calms back down and becomes pretty focused but you kind of always in the back of your head know that this guy's already off the deep end. He's off the deep end but the military utilized him well knowing that he could focus and yeah, exactly. become an implement to execute this mission. Definite, definitely an in- instrument of killing, yeah. For sure. So yeah. It's a, it's a strange movie. It, it blends the weird culture of that time and kind of like the futility and the apathy of people. Yeah. And like it, how, how like, you know, uh, Robert Duvall is like, those are some good ways. Try to surf, you know? And yeah. he goes out there. And well, like, the smell of napalm in the Yeah, and there's like bombs going off in the, the water. The whole reason they take, they take the, they take the like, area is for the it's surfing. It's just such a bizarre, nonsensical... It is and it isn't. It is, that, that Duval character, last time I was watching, I was like, I get what they're doing with this, and that sort of odd commentary about like how this whole thing's just a party, you know? They'll mm-hmm. chuck in the steaks and the beer, and you just know this guy's never going to get a scratch, you know? Right. Um, but, I mean, I mean, what are you fighting for? You're fight, fighting for a good wave. They've got a purpose there, at least, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it, as much as, it's, mm-hmm. as it seems farcical, and it is farcical, it's... Mm-hmm. It's kind of what this, the truth is, you know. You know, everyone's just fighting for fighting for what yes. they love to do. That's true. This is probably my favorite war movie. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. It really isn't very political as a war movie, or even really all the I've heard that argument that people don't consider it a war film. Well, okay. Yeah, because it happens to take place during the war. Because yeah, they took it's so but it's based on a book that was in a totally based in a totally different. Like it wasn't even based in a war. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah, think that war war stuff was like backstory to right. To so it. I think that that some people don't even consider it a Vietnam film because of that. Yeah, but. I still. I would say as far as war movies, it's this, Tomb, Full Metal Jacket, Seven Private Ryan. I've watched all of those like in the last month, like the last <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket's great the first half. I agree. <laughs> I think yeah, both, it, both it, parts it were coming. You know, it does get it does seem to feel a little slow mm-hmm. somewhere I in the middle there. In a world of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full Metal Jacket's okay. good. Um, Platoon's okay. Platoon has its moments. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've only seen it like maybe two or three times. I kind of I would throw in uh, another one I've seen recently. Uh, Thin Red Line is good. You know what? I saw that once and so, only once when I was about pretty. fifteen, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's this slow and it's pretty. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> it's Have you seen that? Who directed that? That's Malick. Terrence Malick. Yeah, Terrence Malick. Uh, no, very I'm introspective. Very oh, introspective yeah. director. Uh, Ninety-eight. Like Ninety. Late nineties. Okay. Um, it's very. It's more of a character study about these individuals that are having an experience during war. And, and so there's specific. no cohesive storyline. It's like cut between all these different characters, following them vaguely, but there's no conclusion really. Or there, there sort of is. I mean, things happen with the characters, and they, yeah. they, they end up arriving at certain sort of conclusive points. It's, I, it's really beautifully photographed. And mm-hmm. I mean, it really, to me, it's the biggest thing is that it's this war set in a tropical paradise and it's just the odd irony of 
the lush beauty that these guys are, you know, they're making like landings at the beach, going in, you know, thinking they're going to be killed, you know, quite possibly, and it's like, Christ, that's a pretty place. <laughs> it's, it's just... That's what was awesome about Battlefield 1942. <laughs> Battlefield 1942? Great game. <laughs> I love the games. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so what did I say? Did I say four and a half? Yeah. Four and a half, yeah. That, that, that gets, it, gets, the, gets into the high, high ratings for me yeah. for Apocalypse. Now, there's really nothing... And rewatching, I think part of the, when you watch a movie that's kind of long, and I didn't watch the Redux, but it always feels shorter the more times you've seen it because you mm-hmm. kind of know when to expect things to happen. You're not sure. waiting for like a plot point to occur if it happens a few minutes later than it should have or something. You just you know it's going to happen, and so when it does, it does. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like there's any real scenes in in the Redux. They there's good stuff in that plantation scene, but that's not really necessary. And then the stuff with the bunnies it doesn't really do much either. So I mean, I could take it or leave it. I, I didn't. I didn't opt to rebuy it because of the Redux or anything. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen it like over ten times, so I have to give it a five out of five, I guess. Nice. <laughs> Even though the score for me is a little bit distracting. A, a time, but it's from an era, and so you just kind of have to take that into account. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. Um, yeah, I'd give it a uh, four out of five, I think. Oh, and Matt hasn't seen it. Yeah. So Matt is now yes. convinced to check. I it know out. all about how it was made. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It is. It's hilarious that you've seen the documentary, but not the movie. <laughs> I think I recommend. Did, did I recommend that one time? I just you were I, doing making of. Probably. I don't know. It has maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. I just heard good things about it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and it, um, anytime there's a documentary made about a movie, you know shit went down. Yeah, and it's no, really they do that about everything it. now. Uh, like every every movie that gets made has no. I mean, yeah, right? well, a making of yeah, on the DVD, right. but a separate, a completely separate movie that comes out. Oh yeah, yeah wow. What was his wife that did it? Uh, yeah, Lost in La Mancha is another one too. That yeah, I like the plug right now. It's amazing. Oh, I haven't seen oh, that. that. Actually, oh, it's man. really good. I mean, it's, that movie never got made. That's no. It's a great story. It's like if you could watch it's that so movie, sad. it's so sad. And then be like, I want to do this. Then then you could. That's probably the only time a movie that has had a huge star, Johnny Depp, has just, it, it just did not happen. No, it's just, that's, that's I considered. doubt that's entirely true. I don't know. People well, get to know where things don't happen. Uh, Man of the Launch. 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 Uh, no, I don't remember Don Quixote. Johnny yeah. Depp being in that. Yeah, no, he was, was, was going to play the young version. Was, oh, and, um, oh, okay. The sidekick, wasn't he? No, I think he was going to be the young Don Quixote. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. But Don Quixote is considered a cursed script. Yeah. You can't make an actual film. They were having planes go over and stuff. Or someone else tried to do it too and he couldn't. Well, wow. yeah, that was a thing. They filmed part of it in Arizona, didn't Jeez. they? I don't and know where it was. A large part of Arizona is a military testing ground for bombs. Yeah. <laughs> or just to fly. No, I think this was in Spain and it was the Spanish military was that was doing okay. it. Okay. Yeah, flood. It was a flood. Yeah, there was a flood, flood too. Yeah, like, you know, completely to changed yeah. the landscape yeah. entirely. No, but then didn't you hear and about then, that stuff happening got... to Tatooine? You know, in Star Wars, you oh, hear really? about all the stuff happening where stuff got wrecked, and you're like, oh, you know, you you, you make it happen. Yeah. With a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Not yeah. Back then. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. <laughs> I've yeah. seen my best fiend. 
Mm-hmm. Is that the is that the Herzog one about about yeah. the crazy about, the crazy that crazy German guy? Yeah. And going That's off? what made me say about, about Fitz, Coppola's Fitzcarraldo, Fitzcarraldo because they had to haul the boat over the mountain. Yeah. And uh, Kinski was going crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some clips of that where he's just losing it on him. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Those are the only documentaries I really enjoy. Our he does good ones. I, I kind of want to see. Uh, the only thing I want to see in 3D is is his uh, cave documentary. Oh yeah, uh, that's his new one. I've been thinking about seeing that. Oh, it's not going to come out here, but I see almost yeah. anything he does. Yeah, <laughs> Incident at Loch Ness is pretty hilarious. Yeah, have you seen that? Incident no, at Loch Ness? no. It made me want to work with Herzog. Oh, cool. okay. Maybe that should be. What should be our next movie night? We were gonna Wait, do aliens, aliens in two weeks. Aliens? Okay. Because I haven't seen it. Okay. We gotta get it. We gotta get certain things out of the way, kind of. Okay, right. file. And I have Alien Three. He doesn't like Alien Three, but I'll watch it. So if you want to watch it which, out of my place, which, which one, one is the one where problems. she goes to like a prison camp? Three. That's three. Okay, that's such a shit movie. Okay, you don't like that one. You fine. <laughs> you guys can have your opinions. Which such a shit movie? Ron Perlman's in the Resurrection. Is that a good one? No. Uh, I thought I liked. I thought it was enjoyable. It's just a dumb action movie, but it's, it's fun. It's con- I mean, it's consistently done. It it was just it was it was dumb, but it was done well. Yeah, for yeah. Being I enjoyed it. Which one has her with a shaved head? That's three. That's yeah. the one that David Fincher directed. These guys are like. David it was his first David movie. Fincher. The producers fucked him. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> and it's a terrible, terrible movie, and the special effects are remarkably bad. Chris Cunningham worked on the special effects, really? by the way. Um, that's probably one of his first gigs. He's yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> all the aliens, all the like, all the shots of the alien in the movie look like they were CG on a green screen. <laughs> like, there's all this like artifacting around them, and the oh, like the man. the luminance doesn't match. It looks yeah. like this washed out thing. Right. It just doesn't match did, at all. It's ma- terrible. It's when they did green screen. Like, it wasn't even green screen. It was like '92 like, film or process. Like back when they made Dune and stuff, um, they had a film that was treated to pick up a certain chemical mm. and, a, and a certain color temperature, and so they would light the background with a certain light. And they'd have two rolls of film rolling simultaneously in the same camera, and one camera would be treated to pick up the background because it was light with a certain temperature, and the other film uh, negative would pick up the foreground. So they'd create two perfect plates in the foreground and the background simultaneously. And that's how they did it back then. It was, it was a pretty complicated, bizarre process. I think Hitchcock actually kind of engineered that. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. crazy. It was insane, but it, was, uh, it looked really good. I mean... You can tell it's really fake, but it, it's it's kind of it worked. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, that was uh, Apocalypse Now. It was a good one. Apocalypse?